What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. for He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning, then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up the pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free slot, free shot at the one million dollar top prize that's code thpn and you got a free shot at the one million dollar top prize only at DraftKings. minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details Hello ladies and gentlemen and hockey fans and welcome to the King's Den Season 2 Episode 35. As always, I'm your host Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here on yet again Episode 35 of Season 2 of the King's Den. We have a ton of King's stuff to talk about because as you know on the last episode, Episode 34, uh, I recorded before Wednesday night's game. So we have Wednesday night's game to talk about a great win over the Vegas Golden Knights. And then two disappointing games to talk about. Two disappointing home games to talk about as the Kings dropped two to the San Jose Sharks once again. Games that you just need to win. They're games that you just need to win. But before we get into all that, before we get into the great win against Vegas and then the two horrible losses against San Jose, there's one thing I forgot to talk about last episode that I want to talk about right away after five years of service with the LA Kings Rob Blake making trades we, we talked about the Brendan Lemieux one last week I forgot to talk about this on last week's on episode 34 last week that Rob Blake made two trades in three days the other one is being he traded Michael Amadio to the Ottawa Senators for what's his name Christian Orlanen, sorry, I didn't want to get it wrong. For defenseman Christian Orlanen, who immediately went to the Ontario Reign, reported to the Ontario Reign after his quarantine. Uh, not a bad trade in my estimation. You know, Matteo, he was kind of struggling to get back in the lineup, and he's still 26. He's going to a young team. Orlanen, he's a young defenseman. He has three assists in 15 games with Ottawa this season, but he's a depth guy that could help. And honestly, I don't mind moving a forward out like Amadio, when you want to get the young guys more playing time, you want to try to get the young guys up, get them more playing time, and you pick up a depth defenseman who's still young and can still show something. Like I said, just three assists this season in 15 games, none 
uh, no points in the OHL this season. He's played for both. So he's a depth defenseman for auto or for LA now, and definitely someone that can be called up when someone gets hurt as well. Because let's be honest, we want to see the kids play. Like we're gonna get into Born Foot. We got to see Kel Clegg back in action. Austin Strand is back in action, playing well. But he's another guy. Besides that, like it's more of a forward group that makes the prospect pool so great uh, in Ontario, not the defensive group. Like. The defensive prospects we kind of have already up in Anderson and, and Bornfoot. So it's good to see a depth uh, trade like this. So I just wanted to um, open that open episode with that because I forgot to mention it. Last episode, Michael Amadio is now an Ottawa center as uh, Rob Blake traded him to Ottawa for defenseman Christian Willannon. So there you have it. I forgot to mention that last episode. Also, during this week, before we get to the games, uh, the Kings put Matt Luff on waivers, but no one picked him up. He cleared, so he is still with the LA Kings. Okay, let's get to the games now. We all we have a lot to talk about. A lot of you guys know I love the quotes because I think, uh, I think they mean the most when it comes to the games. Seeing talking about what the coaches and players have to say. So we're we got a lot of quotes to get to get to have to talk about today. Three games worth. Obviously, but we're going to start uh, last episode. We talked about the one game, uh, LA's tough 4 1 loss to the LA King or LA's tough 4 1 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights last Monday night. And you know, we talked about how the Kings played pretty well but lost. And we talked about the point where uh, a couple weeks ago the Kings beat Vegas 3 1, and head, head coach Tom Holland thought that game was worse, a worse game played by his team than this 4 1 loss to Vegas. Well, that Kings come back out on Wednesday night, play a much better game. Like they didn't, they lost four one and played pretty well on Monday night. They come out and play a very good game on Wednesday night as they beat the Vegas Golden Knights by the score of four to two. Despite uh, Cal Peterson once again being an absolute brick wall in net, forty saves in this game for Cal Peterson. There's one save he made on a deflection that. I'm pretty sure everyone's hip and groin tore watching him make this save. This unbelievable toe save that he made. I don't even remember who made the deflection or who the shot was from. But just an unbelievable toe save. He was, like I said, stood on his head in this game. 40 saves. But it all started with the with the Kings' offense in this game, really. And just under two minutes in, under two minutes in, Athanasiu makes a great play. Under two minutes into the game, Sean Walker just puts it up off the glass and out of his zone, and Athanasio makes a great read to get behind the Vegas defenseman. I mean, it was Zach Whitecloud and the other defenseman. I forget who it was. He makes a great play to get behind the defense, collect the puck, get on a breakaway. He goes backhand roof past Mark Andre Fleury. That made it one to nothing at the time. That was Athanasio's seventh of the year and Sean Walker's sixth assist of the season. So great to see Athanasio get back on the board in that with that goal as well and. Of course, his trade value going up with that. We'll get to more of that as well. And then uh, in this game, Leas Anderson finally got to be back in the lineup after playing in Ontario for a little bit. And he made his presence felt early on, you know, late in the first period. Uh, Puck comes to Bornfoot behind or at the point. He one times one on net. And Leas Anderson pots home the rebound. His second of the year, that made it 2 to nothing for the Kings. It was 2 nothing for the Kings after the first period. Bornfoot, Bornfoot that's his fourth assist of the season and as we go to the second period before we even get to the scoring we'll talk about this quickly uh Chandler Stevenson bad hit on Tobias Bornfoot very bad hit Bornfoot was hurt had to leave the game when you watch it in real time it's just not a good hit to watch it's not a fun hit to watch and the NHL did the right thing Chandler Stevenson three game suspension uh for elbowing that's the right call Bornfoot was hurt he hasn't played since. Uh, it's not a concussion, I believe, for Bornfoot, but that was the right call by the NHL to give Chandler Stevenson a suspension and a three-game suspension at that because I know that people have been kind of on the case of player safety about how some are some hits are suspendable and some aren't and some like don't get suspended, but they should be. Like For example, I think McDavid should have been suspended for his hit on... Uh, on Kokanami on Montreal earlier this week. I know that was a big topic of conversation this week, how he only gets 
find the maximum five grand but doesn't get a game suspension i personally think he should have got a game suspension but the nhl made the right call here giving chandler stevenson a three game suspension for his hit on tobias bornfoot because again he was hurt and he hasn't been played he hasn't played since so a good call by the nhl on that suspension uh uh, shots were 8-8 eight to eight in the first period as well. But then you get to the second period. Vegas, this was a busy period. Vegas outshoots LA 17-13 to 13 in this period. It was a busy second period. And it started, but there was no goals till almost halfway through when William Carlson gets his ninth of the year past Cal Peterson. That made it 2-1 to one at the time. And once again, as an LA Kings fan, you're kind of thinking, oh, no. Oh, no. Are we going to let this team in it again? Are we going to lose like the Kings have been struggling of late like what's gonna happen but nope two minutes later three minutes later sorry two and a half minutes whatever jared anderson dolan his fourth of the year he loves playing in vegas all he, it seems like all he does is score goals in vegas and this is a great play you know athanasio brings it up the left wing he just puts it on net on flurry who kind of looks shaky all night he just puts it on net and Fleury's kind of standing up. It's kind of like stuck between his pads. Doesn't know where it is. It pops out right to Anderson Dolan who pokes it past Fleury. That made it 3-1 to one at the time. And as a Kings fan, you're like, yes. Thank God. We needed that goal sort of thing. We can't let this deadly Vegas team back in it. And it was awesome to see the Kings get that goal. And you know what else was awesome to see? Them take advantage of mistakes. And just under four minutes after Anderson Dolan's goal, uh, Anderson puts it up to Ayafalo who kind of deflects it. Uh, around around the blue line in the zone it kind of goes up and kind of gets in the slot between I follow and flurry kind of in no man's land and flurry kind of like hesitated whether to go or not and he kind of had once uh, this has to be the same rule as baseball because I played baseball you know I'm a baseball guy and it was if you're gonna run you run if you hesitate at all about stealing a base or trying to go and you go and you hesitate, and then you go, you're gonna get out. And that's what happened to Flurry here. He hesitated to go for the puck, he went for it, and it cost him. Because I follow, get uh collects the puck before Flurry can and puts it into the empty net, his ninth of the year. That made it four to one at the time for the LA Kings, and they would lead four to one after two periods. Mikey Anderson got his seventh of the assist of the season on that goal, and Onze Kopitar his thirtieth thirtieth assist of the season on that goal. As well. So the LA Kings were up 4-1 going into the third period. And you go into the third period. Vegas puts up another 17 shots in the third period. Another 17 shots. LA did a great job defensively in the third period. They put up 9 shots in the third period. But Cal Peterson was the story as well. Uh, LA got, or sorry, Vegas got 1 in the third period. She had Theodore his 6th of the year. That made it 4-2. to two. But that was early in the third period, and that's all that Vegas would get. As LA did a great job closing it out, did a great job when the goalie was pulled late, and did a great job to win this game as they beat the Vegas Golden Knights on last Wednesday night by the score of 4-2. Like I said, Cal Peterson, first star in this game, 40 saves, matching his uniform number. Just a great game for Cal Peterson, like he's done all season long, man. Athanasio, the second star of this game, a goal and an assist. He had a great game as well, and Shea Thudor was the second star of this, uh, the third star of this game with his goal and his assist. The one thing that we've mentioned a lot lately, and we have a stat about it later because it's kind of a, uh, for after we talk about all the games because it's kind of a continuous theme of late. LA, 0 for 5 on the power play in this game. And we talked that a lo- about that a little bit last episode as well. 0 for 5 in this game. And that included the five minute major from. Uh, Stevenson's elbowing penalty. They had a big five-minute power play they couldn't score. They went 0 for 5 on the power play. They had two chances late in the third. And that kind of cost Vegas as well as they took penalties late in the game. But And LA could not take advantage. They could not get an insurance goal late. It, part of it was they had 5 on 3 for a little bit as well. And they couldn't score. So it's tough to see the power play struggling of late as well. But the, the counterpart to that, counterpart... They kept Vegas to overthrow on the power play as LA's penalty kill was a perfect 3-for-3 three three in this game. Faceoffs right tight, pretty much 50-50 in this game. Vegas just had the advantage. Uh, hits pretty even in this game. Vegas just out-hit uh, LA 18-16. to 
uh, the other great thing about LA, and it seems like this always happens when another team has a high shot total, is the Kings great in the block shot department. 16 block shots in this game as well. The other great thing about the Kings in this game, only one giveaway. Only one giveaway. It was a great game for the LA Kings in this just in this game. And like I said, uh, Athanasio had the multi-goal night. It was great to see that as well. Um, you see guys playing well and get and getting their chance, right? Like, uh, for example, Velarde, his time of ice was a little bit down again in this game. But Bornfoot gets out of this game. Guys got to step up again. It's like a few weeks ago when Olimata got hurt and left. So Doughty, over 30 minutes again in this game. 30 minutes, 10 seconds. Matt Roy, just under 22 minutes in this game. Kopitar, almost almost 25 minutes in this game. Guys are playing out. Dustin Brown, 21 minutes in this game. Sean Walker, almost 15 minutes in this game. Mikey Anderson, almost 24 minutes in this game. Like, just... uh. Guys put in work for the Kings when they had to, and you have to do that when you lose a player as well. But just to talk about this game quickly, had Christian McClellan, of course. We always like to start with him. He got asked about if this felt like, if it feels like the Kings are playing playoff games right now with 22 games left. And he said, yeah, with 30 left, it was. We're there. We're right there with the rest of the pack. I think it's a race for to one position for a lot of teams. That's not sure. I'm not sure that anyone is going to catch Minnesota, Colorado, or Vegas, the way they're playing. So it's a race for one position. We're there with a bunch of of, of teams. Every night is important. It's important for the ele- elevation, evolution, sorry, evolution of our organization. But it's also important point-wise for us to play well, to put ourselves in a position to play later than the regular schedule. So, of course, every, like, I've talked about that a bit as well. Like, you're in the playoff hunt. Every game means something. You want to get in the playoffs, but... After the way they've been playing, especially against teams lower than them, now now higher than them, it's tough, but we'll get to that in a second. And then, uh, just on the importance of depth scoring, head of Coach said, I think you answered your own question. Absolutely. Because you got some depth scoring in this game. Anderson Dolan, Athanasio, and it was awesome to see. And, of course, Leas Anderson. And just talking about Leas Anderson and being back in the lineup uh, for the Kings, head uh, of Coach said, let's start with Leas. I thought Leas did a did a really good job. He came to a new team. He played some games. He was in and out. He didn't get to play a lot. And we asked him to go to the minors just to get some, just to get his game polished up and get some game action. He did that. He was very patient. Every day he showed up at the rink, and I don't know how many times he walked by me and said, I'm ready, and he was. When his number was called, he was ready. Good for him. I thought that line had a bit of a spark, which was good for our team. The Golden Knights were short a player, and then when Chandler took the major, they were short too. So I think us having a fourth line that can give us some minutes was valuable, and it was. And it was great to see. Elias Anderson was ready to go in this game, and you saw him with the goal, and you saw that line play really well in this game as well. And then just the importance of getting two points in Vegas, which is a very tough building to play in. Uh, head coach Tom McClellan said, I think yes. The answer is quite simply yes, but it's tough to win here. One of the toughest arenas to win in in the National Hockey League. And for us to get a point, we put it in the bank. It gives us two points that I don't think a lot of teams are going to get out of this building. This certainly helps. We're happy with the win. Get some rest and continue to play because the games are coming fast. And then just talking about the Kings record in the second half of the two game sets because the Kings are great in the two game sets. I believe with this win, they're 8-4-2 and two in the second game of a two game set. And head coach Thomas Holland said, well, the urgency, the fact that we can make some adjustments and find some things from the game before leadership conditioning. I think that's an important part. We've got a well conditioned team team. I believe those are all factors that I think go into the second game. And it's, it's true, man. It's true. The Kings show that they're great in the second game. Like I said, eight, four and two and that, and it's awesome to see, uh, it's awesome to see them space. will get on the back to back as well. And, uh, just quickly a note, Kopitar's assist in this game snapped a three-game pointless streak for him, which was his longest of the season. Crazy to think of. And again, his 30th of the season. And Mikey Anderson's primary assist on Iofalo's goal, he's third. He ranks third in, uh, NH- in the NHL with seven assists among his first-year defensemen. So good for Mikey Anderson as well. But then you go the next day. Uh, so the Kings, that was... Uh, Wednesday, they go back home to LA. They're playing San Jose Friday and Saturday, but they practiced on Thursday. And you got some quotes from the team on Thursday that I like to read as well because I think they're important as well. Because one of the guys that talked on Thursday is Cal Peterson, and he's been 
so good in net this year. Played great on Wednesday night, and I just want to talk about what he had to say at practice on Thursday and just on his approach to being in his first playoff race if anything changes. And he said, no, not really. I mean, I think I think I've played... I've played in games like this before, and I don't think anything changes. Mindset doesn't change. I think we were playing important games at the end of last year, too. Regardless of where we were in the standings, we were making a push, and I think it's the same mentality this time around, day by day, game by game. And just on his and just on his growth and communication with his defenseman and puck handling, uh, Peterson said, I think it's something that's grown with each game. I think it all starts with being more direct, trying to be harder, make more direct plays, and I think the defensemen are trying to make more direct calls. I think just the level of confidence that we've grown with each game, knowing where each other is, being able to assert ourselves, I think that's helped a lot. I think that's helped the D as we want to get more comfortable too. Wanting the puck and knowing what they want to do when they get it, and just the importance of him as a goaltender, uh, the importance of playing with the lead, essentially, for Cal Peterson, and he said, it's huge, not only for me, but for the rest of the guys. I think in a way it takes a little bit of the weight off our shoulders, especially when we can add to that. I think playing with the lead is something that we can do a pretty good job of, and that first goal, you can see throughout the season, has been really important for us. Guys can relax, have a little bit more confidence on the other side, and I think it helps a ton. And it's true. But the thing about that is, the Kings don't always do that. They like to allow goals early on in games, as we know, as well. And the other... LA King that we heard from from practice on Thursday was Andreas Athanasiu and just uh, quickly I want to talk about this one first I'm kind of go, going out of order here but this was because I brought this up he had a great game on Wednesday obviously a goal and an assist and you know he's on a one-year deal he's a guy that could be some trade bait so he talked about it if he he got asked if he pays attention to the trade deadline being a, on a one-year deal and he said I mean I don't think about it at all just focus on helping the team win we've got a good team here with a lot of capabilities if we just keep pushing we're right there so it's just kind of getting in that groove getting hot at the right time I don't really worry about that I think I just focus on the next game and that's it so that's a great an- answer from Athens to you but honestly I think you've got to think about it a little bit right like if I was in his position I'd be thinking about it a little bit absolutely no doubt about it I would be so you got to think about that as well. And I think he honestly is thinking about it. But that's just me as well. And he said, and just on him being uh, one of the guys in the room who has pushed playoff games and has been a part of a playoff push, Athanasio said, I think everyone's been in a position where they're fighting for a playoff spot at one point in their career, whether it's in the, in the National League or in the uh, minors or in juniors. Obviously, every game is so important right now, especially with the condensed season. So every game is so important. Uh, I think we all know that. I think we all know that, so it's just taking one game at a time, one shift at a time, and really making sure that we're giving it everywhere we have. And then, just talking about his fit in LA and signing late in the offseason, he said, yeah, I'm definitely happy. I feel like I found a really good spot here. All the boys are good. I like, I, like I said, we have a great team here, and there's so much to look forward to. I'm super happy to be a part of it. I'm really... I'm looking forward to the future and these next stretch of games. Hopefully, we can make a little run at it. And absolutely, and that's good. Athanasio loves to be here as well, and I think he has found a fit here as well. It's been awesome. It's been great to see. It's been really, really cool to see. But then, you go to Friday night. You go to Friday night. And you know, LA lost twice to San Jose last week. And I was on them. I was like, you cannot lose to this team. You cannot lose to San Jose. You just can't. Well, what happened? LA didn't just lose both. Didn't just lose Friday night. They lost both on the back-to-back against San Jose. And I not good enough. That's all I'm going to say. It was not good enough. Uh, Friday night, your LA Kings get shut out to the San Jose Sharks losing 3 to nothing. And once again, it's just something that can't happen. And it's actually... For the first time this season and the first time since October 2019, the Kings were shut out on home ice in this game, in this 3-0 loss to San Jose on Friday night. That's quite the stat. Hadn't been shut out at home since the start of last season, since the start of October 2019. So, tough game. Tough game for your LA Kings. Uh, Thomas Hurdle made it 1-0 in the first period for San Jose on a tip-in in front. Uh, again, it was ju- it was just a tip in, and again, it was early in the game. A game like I just mentioned about this. The Kings have been good at this; they're good at allowing goals early. And this was just 
Cal Peterson did not have much chance on this one. It was a deflection in front of the net, but it was just under three minutes into the game. Something the Kings are good at, allowing goals early in the game. And that's what ha- and that's what happened again. That was the only goal of the first period. That made a one to nothing. That was Thomas Hurdle's eleventh of the year. San Jose actually outshot LA nine to seven in the first period as well, but that was the only goal. Uh Kopitar took the only penalty of the first period. And of course, LA was great on the kill once again. But you go to the second period, LA has a better period. They outshoot uh San Jose fourteen to thirteen, but only one goal in the period. Timo Meyer, his seventh of the year from Hurdle. That made it two to nothing for the Sharks. It'd be two to nothing after two periods on a on a slap shot past Cal Peterson. So that made it two nothing. And uh, Drew Doughty had a had a great case. They tried to call for goalie interference on this one, uh, as uh, Bueller's uh, ran and or hit Cal Peterson. Uh, like I said, Drew Doughty. Uh, tried to call for goaltender interference, but it was not called. So it, it, the goal stood. It stayed 2-0, and it was 2-0 after the second period. And then it was a pretty, like, uh, third period. San Jose outshoots LA 14-9. All they gets an empty netter late in the game. And it's, sorry, it's Balsers. I said Bueller's, it's Balsers. And no, Balsers had a great game. Scores an empty netter and has two assists. He had a 3.8. He was in on all the goals as, the, as that line killed the Kings in this game as the Sharks went on and beat the LA Kings 3 to nothing. Marty Jones, he's been I'll get to him in a second. He's been great against the the Kings this season. Like I said, the shutout, it was his 25th of his career. Team Bolsers 3.9, he's not even on the stars. Timo Meyer was the second star, Thomas Hurdle was the third star. Uh LA just under 55% in the face-off draw in this game. The power play, once again, man. 0 for 2 on the power play. But the penalty kill, outstanding, once again. Keeping San Jose at 0 for 3 on the power play. Something you don't see very often. Kings more physical team in this game. Out-hitting San Jose 23-21. to But again, just a game where you cannot take advantage of the opportunities. And... There wasn't even a penalty in the third period. It's kind of a quiet, quietish third period as San Jose, like I said, outshot LA 14-9 in the period. And Cal Peterson had to be good, but it just wasn't good enough. And you see some guys had tough nights. Like, Doughty had four blocks, but was a minus three. Kempe a minus two. Kopitar minus one. A lot of minuses in this game, obviously, when you lose three, nothing. There was no pluses, so you can't, right? Uh, Doughty just under 29 minutes in this game, like, Guys have just been grinding as well. Just not more you can say. And of course, no uh, Tobias Bornfoot in this game because of the injury that he sustained from the Chandler Stevenson hit on Wednesday night. But now, just talking about this game quickly, just head coach Tom McClellan. Uh, there was, he made a change offensively uh, with the top line with the I follow and Brown taking him away from taking those two away from Kopitar. And he said simply, just different line mates, a little more speed for Kopi, just trying something. And then, hey, nothing wrong wrong with that. I don't remember exactly what the line change was. I don't have that in front of me. But it didn't work, obviously, because they didn't score the rest of the night. And he said, uh, just on the offensive struggles and how well Marty Jones has played against LA this season, uh, head coach Thomas Collins said, that's a hard question to answer. It, it is a hot goaltender, obviously. He's playing really well against us. We created chances. We had good looks. A lot of that hot play by him goes into our tape as well. We've got to bear down on some of those opportunities. Coaches for 100 years have said that. You get you get good looks. Eventually, they've got to go in, and the players have to find ways to relax enough, make the right read, and finish the opportunity that's created. On top of that, I thought San Jose checked really well. They got an early lead and didn't give us much time or space to do much. Give them credit. They played a solid game. And then just on... Uh, just on what factors and considering the line changes in the games like he did change lines he said our guys have good attitudes regardless of who they go out there with the guys respect some of the respect some of the decisions we make it's simply we're standing there watching and some lines have a ten have tremendous amount of jump others are a little flatter maybe a little slower we're trying to find combinations that complement each other finding a way to give a spark and maybe something good will happen it didn't occur that way tonight but we'll be back to the drawing board tomorrow and they had to be because they were we're right back playing again on saturday night which we will get to in a second and then 
uh, Sean Walker uh, had a had a good game in this game, very enhanced role, and partly because of uh, injuries as well. Like of course, no Mata, no Bornfoot, and uh, he's and he got asked Sean Walker on Sean Walker's play was it due to his play or the situation? And head coach Hamilton said simply both. Situationally, we had to. Uh, situation he had to take on more because of where we are in our lineup. Losing Toby the other day and Ole not being available. But he's also played well. He's been very authoritative on the ice. He's been skating aggressively. Keeps plays the last three. Deserved the minutes he got. And just with that, Sean Walker, like, he's kind of getting back to the form that he played with last year. And that's good for a second half surge. Just Walker was up to 22 and a half minutes in this game. So again, he's kind of getting to where he was last year in his rookie year with how he was playing. And like I, like I said, like he's been playing, uh, he's been playing well, man. He's been playing really, really well. And now, and now you have that loss, obviously, and it's tough. It's tough. But the great thing, the stat, what's the stat that we talked about earlier? Your LA Kings, eight, four, and two on the second game of back to backs. No, on the second game of series. I don't have the back to back number in front of me, but but. As we know, like it's been a lot of mini two-game series this year, eight, four, and two in the second game of the back-to-backs, or of the series, whatever you know what I mean. L.A. Kings, ugh, tough loss again on Saturday night. They just couldn't do it this time. It's back-to-back, so Jonathan Quick's in net, and it was honestly his like. There's no other way to put it, kind of. It was his fault, but let's let's just get into it. Your L.A. Kings lose. 3-2 on Saturday night to the San Jose Sharks. They've lost four straight to the San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks. Marty Jones is playing out of his mind against the Kings. We'll get to that in a second. But just before I get to that, these teams have two more games against each other their next week. We'll get to that in a second. But your LA Kings... This is a team that you should be better than in the San Jose Sharks. And credit to them, they're playing well of late. You have one win against the Sharks in six games. What's two times six is 12? You have three of two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Yeah. You have three of a possible 12 points. You have one win and you have a shootout loss. Since then, you've lost four straight against the Sharks. It's not good enough. It's a team you need to be better against. It's a team that's now ahead of you in the standings. And I've said, of course, that the Kings, they've got to be sellers no matter what. But also, this division, like, is, that fourth spot is up for grabs no matter what. Between St. Louis, Arizona, now San Jose, and L.A., it's up for grabs. You got The Kings got to go take it. I don't care if you're going to be sellers. you got to try because you're, you're right there. And a game like this just wasn't good enough. It just wasn't. Two games back-to-back just aren't good enough. And again, the Kings played better in this game, but a costly mistake late in the game. Like, you can't have that. Like, you just can't have a costly mistake. But let's just get into it. LA, they did play a better game. They outshot San Jose 37-23 to in this game. So much better. Much better. First period, they first period they came out flying the Kings. They outshot San Jose 18-5 to in the first period. But... The Kings got the opening goal, and again, it was kind of early in. Just under five minutes in, LeBlanc gets his ninth of the season past Jonathan Quick. That made it one to nothing early for the Sharks. But just under two minutes later, Dustin Brown gets his 15th of the year on just an insane pass from Kopitar. Like, this pass was video game-like. This pass was a pass that you make in... In NHL, the video game. Like, just an insane cross-ice pass from Kopitar through everyone, right to Brown on the other side of Marty Jones, who just had to have a stick there and let it go off his stick, and then that made it 1-1 to at the time. Of course, Kopitar, his 31st assist of the season, and I follow against the second assist, his 14th of the season, for Dustin Brown's team-leading 15th of the season. That made it 1-1, to and it was 1-1 to after the first period. Yeah, to the second period... Uh, San Jose outshoots LA 11 to 10 in the period. A little bit a pushback from San Jose. Uh, no scoring until late. 15 minutes into the period, Evander Kane his 16th of the year on a wrist shot. 
past Jonathan Quick. That made it two to one. Couture gets Couture and LeBanc get the get the assist again. That made it two to one for the Sharks at the time. But then late in the period, we've talked about how important it is to get goals early in periods and late in periods. This was an unbelievable individual effort from Trevor Moore, shorthanded as he steals the puck, brings it up the wing, kind of be kind of gets is patient with it, like kind of lets the defender come to him, gets around him, puts on Marty Jones who can't find it, and then uh, Moore finds it and pokes it past Marty Jones. It was an unbelievable individual effort. That made it, that tied the game at two on Moore's fifth of the year, unassisted, and again, a short-handed goal. And let me tell you, you want a sad stat? I'll give you a sad stat. In this game as well, before I get to the end of this game, your LA Kings went 0 for 2 on the power play. Once again. They also were perfect on the penalty kill again, as San Jose went 0 for 2 on the power play. This might be one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. Moore's goal was shorthanded, like I said. Over the last 13 games that LA Kings have played, they have as many shorthanded goals as they have power play goals. With Trevor Moore's goal last night, or on Saturday night, yeah, last night, they have one shorthanded goal and one power play goal over the last 13 games. That goes to show you how much the power play has been struggling of late. Let me say that one more time. One power play goal and one shorthanded goal over the last 13 games. That is insanity. That is insanity. And... Another great, this is the good stat about this. In the, in that 13-game span, the Kings are 97% on the penalty kill. I think that's one goal they've only allowed. They've only allowed one goal. That's an insane number. The penalty kill has been unbelievable of late. And you got to consider, like, you lose Ole Mata, you lose Toby Bornfoot. Like, they've been doing a great job on the penalty kill, this LA Kings team. It has been very fun to watch. But late in the game, you're in the third period now. LA outshoots San Jose 9-7 in the first period. But we get to the third period. Late in the game, just under five minutes to go. Quick tries to play it behind the net. And just a brutal, and I mean brutal, giveaway to Leonard. Who finds Grumble in front of the net. A wide open, like empty net, yawning cage. That made it 3-2 to two at the time. And that was it. That was it. Kings couldn't get an equalizer. It was a bad turnover by Jonathan Quick that cost the Kings this game as they fall 3-2 to the San Jose Sharks in this game. Evander Kane was the first star of this game. Trevor Moore was the second star with his great individual effort. And LeBanc was the third star of this game. And like I said, here's the other side. I just read the, uh, the crazy power play and penalty kill stat. Here's the other crazy stat. The Kings have lost four straight to the Sharks. They've played six overall against the Sharks, and they're one and five. Or one, four, and one, if you want to say technically. One, four, and one. Marty Jones has played all six games against the Kings this season. Marty Jones against the Kings this season. This is ridiculous. Marty Jones against the Kings this season. Five and one. 2.37 2.37 goals against average, a 9.32 save percentage, and one shutout. In the in the last in the last four games, the four straight wins, the save percentage is 9.67. 148 saves on 153 shots. More, it's Marty Jones that's single-handedly killing the Kings, like legit. He's playing unbelievable out of his head against the LA Kings. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. But again, is another tough loss for your LA Kings in this game. And with that, with that game, before I get the stats and stuff, they have fallen to 14, 16, and 6 on the year. They are 7th now in the division behind... uh, Arizona is, is is in the playoffs right now. They're in fourth at 17. This is how close it is. Like I said, like we touched on earlier, it's Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota. No one's really catching them. Then Arizona's in fourth at 17, 15, and 5. 
LA plays Arizona this week. We'll get to that in a second. Actually, you know what? We'll get to this afterwards. We'll get the quotes done, and then we'll get to uh, then we'll get to it. But then, uh, just other parts of this game. It was nice to see Kel Clegg get back in the lineup. Uh, of course, uh, McDermott was back in the lineup because of guys being hurt as well. Also, 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 I forgot to mention this. Going into this game, going into Saturday night's game, you have you don't have Mata, you don't have Bornfoot. No Matt Roy in this game. Your second best defenseman behind Drew Doughty. No Matt Roy on this game Saturday night as he's on the COVID protocol list. He doesn't have COVID because then the Kings wouldn't be playing. But he's on the COVID protocol list as a precaution. So you were missing him on uh, on Saturday night as well. And that's a big loss as well. And that hurt as well. Like Anderson, 23 minutes. Doughty, 27 minutes. Like That's a big loss when you lose Matt Roy, your second best defenseman. Uh, for a game as well, but McDermott and Clegg both back in the lineup, and it was good to see Clegg back in the lineup as well. But before we get to the standing, let's just get to the quotes quickly because you know I love those. And then just Kale Clegg talking about this game and talking about how it was his first game since mid February, and he said, uh, The pace obviously is going to be a bit quicker. Guys are stronger. The team going into tonight, we have put an emphasis on how strong they are in front of that, so I wanted to make sure I was stronger in front of the net. Ultimately, it's too bad we couldn't get the win. And then just Clegg talking about what he had to improve on and down in the AHL, because again, this was his first game since mid-February. He said, I think I really wanted to go down there and work on my defensive game and get some confidence with the puck, that sort of thing. It's going to be back here with these guys, and I know that everyone believes there's a lot of faith in the room. Keep pushing for the playoffs. A lot of games left here. Keep pushing in the right direction. And then just on Saturday night's game, Kale Clegg said, I got to watch the game last night, so Friday night. So I got to watch this team play and see what, see what they want to do out there. I think it's just preparing the same way. I know my strengths and I know what I need to do on the ice. Use my feet, move pucks out, try to chip in offensively and get shots on goal. And just uh, the timing of the call-up from a confidence perspective, Clegg said, yeah, for sure, slowly building our confidence. I just want to get that confidence and find a groove here in the league. I'm excited. This is a huge opportunity for some guys out with some guys out. I just want to try and make the most of it here. And I agree. Clegg played well early in the season and I'm glad that he's back and I hope that he can find a way to stay in the lineup especially like even when guys get healthier I hope that he finds a way to stay in the lineup and now just head coach Tom McClellan on Saturday night's loss as well he said you use the word frustrating I'm sure everyone feels like that in the moment right now it's done it's over we've got to move on lots of good things within the 60 minutes for us we we were aggressive played hard checked hard a lot more traffic in and around the net made the goaltender work a lot more shorthanded goal there are a lot of positives in that game but it's only a moral victory the two-point victories are, are what really counts at this at this time of the year we've got to find a way to get more and that's true that's true and then just on the king's margin of error at this age because the standings are so close and i talked about that but i'll get back to it in a second he said I could agree with you for sure because that's logic. But we're just playing. We know where the standings are. We know where we are. We know who's ahead, who's behind, how many games are left. Let's not kid each other. To think that we're coming in there and banking on everything as far as the next few games, it doesn't work that way. We've had six we had a six game winning streak and then we've gone the other way. It happened it happens to teams. There's lots of hockey left. We just have to find ways here. It's an old cliche. Any coach is saying we need to find ways. It's often used, but it is what it is. So we've got to go out and win a few games coming up. And it's true. It's very true. And then just if there were any similarities between Saturday night's game and the, uh, the last few games against San Jose, and head coach Tom McClellan said, yeah, certainly there were. Yeah, there were. Certainly the second game, I think it was in San Jose. It felt, it felt like that one a little more. It felt like that one a little more. They checked well. They checked well too again tonight and earned an opportunity for an open net that we had a couple of our of ourselves. We didn't quite put it in. There are some similarities. Certainly the result was similar, a one goal loss. And then just on the details of the Kings improved uh, from Friday night, and he said, I thought we were much more aggressive. We stopped our offensive zone play a lot quicker than we did last night. It doesn't mean we weren't in their end. It it doesn't mean we didn't scramble around, but we were better in those areas, I thought. Offensively, we played a lot more we played with a lot more authority along the boards, winning battles and creating more havoc in and around the net. It's better in the defensive zone, better in the offensive zone, just a better game for us, but again, the same result. So a little some truth bombs from head coach Tom McClellan about the start of about the games against San Jose and how it just they just need to be better. It's true. It's just need to be better. And just quickly on uh 
I mentioned the power the penalty kill and how good it's been lately and how much the uh the power play has been struggling. Just let's just get to the stats for a second. Your LA Kings power play kill po- or power play kill penalty kill has been so good of late. They're now up to third in the league on the penalty kill at 86.4%. Just they're doing great. A great job on the penalty kill. You know who's in the top six? Four teams in the Honda West Division are are in the top six in penalty kill. It goes Boston number one, Colorado number two, LA number three, Minnesota number four, New York Rangers five, Vegas six. This division does a great job on the penalty kill. Like, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. With the struggles on the power play, though, the Kings have fallen all the way to 13th. Tied for 13th, actually, with the Montreal Canadiens at 21.9% on the penalty. On the power on the power play, sorry. So now, now we'll get to the standings. Like I said, two more losses for your LA Kings. Like I touched on earlier, the Honda West Division, there's four playoff spots. Top three spots are pretty much a wrap. You got Colorado at one, Vegas at two, Minnesota at three. LA has been struggling of late, but they still have a chance. Arizona is now in that playoff spot in the fourth spot. They're thirteen or they're uh, seventeen, fifteen, and five. They're at thirty-nine points. They're uh, at in the playoff spot. Right behind them, St. Louis at thirty-eight points, sixteen, fifteen, and six. Right there as well. San Jose. Now up to 38 points after Marty Jones' great play and their great play against LA of late, which is, oh my god, such a piss-off like I just talked about, as they're 17, 16, and 4, also at 38 points. LA, they're down at 34 points, 14, 16, and 6, but still a great chance. Like, uh, 20 games left for them. They have the most games in hand in the teams they're chasing as they've, all, as they've played one less game than San Jose, St. Louis, and Arizona, and it all starts... Tonight, Monday night, you really you have to play better as you're still at home. You're facing Arizona, the team in the playoff spot. You need to get these wins. You just need to get these wins. And they take on Arizona tonight, and then they take on Arizona again Wednesday night. I say you have to get three out of four points. You just have to. You have to, have to, have to get three out of four points. And then you take Thursday off, and so it's Monday, day off. Monday against Arizona, day off, or Tuesday day off, Wednesday against Arizona, Thursday day off, then you are then you go to the Shark Tank again. You got your last two games of the season against San Jose. You have to win those. You've lost the season series already. You cannot make it a shellacking. You have to make it close. You just do. You just do. You have to play better. And I think the Kings will. I think they're going to go well this week. I think there's... You have to get 6 out of 8 points this week. You have to. And again, this is a big week. This is the last week before the trade deadline. So, it's a week till the trade deadline. So, you can see trades this week as well. But, the Kings are competitive. And they're going to keep competing, you know? They're going to keep competing. So, they they like... They can make trades. They can be sellers and still battle for the playoffs. You never know, right? So, Because they're not that far back. So they have a great chance, a great opportunity to make some hay this week. But it's going to be tough. But you have to do it. You have to. And again, you're missing players. Hopefully some guys can come back. But that's no excuse. Because the Kings, they've done it all season long. They've won games with lineup changes all the time. So they have, like during the six-game winning streak earlier in the season, they had a different lineup out there every night, it seemed. I'm pretty sure they did, actually. So you got to go and get at least six out of eight points in the four games this week. You just do. You just have to. Like, it's, you just have to. Again, like, there's no, there's no other way to say it. You gotta go out and get points this week. You have to. And before we end this episode of the King's End, we just gotta say and this was we haven't seen one we saw this with New Jersey earlier in the season, and I should have said something then, but I'm gonna say it now. Prayers up to the Vancouver Canucks, man. They had a week off, and then at the end of the week they're about to play again, and COVID is hitting them just rampantly 
just crazy. So the majority of the team has COVID or or has been close contact. I believe it's up to 16 players and three coaches have it. So and apparently some are doing very bad, but there's like different reports out there how some are doing. So uh, prayers up to the Vancouver Canucks. Hopefully they can get past it. Some things are bigger than hockey and. I hope they don't play for a while because they need to get fully healthy. So who cares about the rest of the season for them? Just they got to make sure that they get healthy first and foremost and that uh, nothing else is delayed. I like just get healthy first and foremost and they'll play hockey when they can sort of thing. This has been episode 35 of season two of the Kingston. Thank you so much for joining us as always. And as always, before we let you go, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review not only to the Kingston, but to every other great podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network because everyone's killing it. Everyone's doing such a great job. So just go check everyone's podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network as well. Uh, one one for every team. Sometimes two for every for some two podcasts for some teams. And of course, all the original content, House of Hockey, Tales with TR, all the great uh, podcasts that we have here at the Hockey Podcast Network. And of course, don't forget to follow us on social media at the King's Den THPN on Twitter and Instagram uh, at uh, at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, just search the Hockey Podcast Network on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, and check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon for just one dollar. You can find all of our exclusive content and so much more. And of course, I'm your host Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 35 of season 2 of the King's Den. I hope you had a great Easter weekend. And I hope you have a great week this week. But at the same time, stay safe, wear your mask, be nice to people. And we'll talk to you on Thursday for episode 36.